Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a first Friday edition of the program. Merely Bo, the great Z, awaiting coach downstairs. And I see a lot of the people that are important for him to talk are headed that way. So we'll hear Coach here off the top here in a couple. Can I ask you a question? Who adjusts these knobs in the middle of the night every night when there's nobody here? I don't know. Because right there when you came in, oh baby, I almost got like you blew out. Oh, I know it. And then yesterday there was nothing. Beef. I don't know who's coming in here doing sneak podcasts. Are you doing sneaky BPAs? Nobody's aware of. Since Monday, I don't know what you're talking about. Dom, the great Dom, cannot be blamed for this one. Yeah, he's a real toe walk. Look at it. It's a a forward lean. Look at how it gets, a little bit of a gets right off the ground immediately. It really doesn't ever. Yeah, that's true. It's a heel strike, but then quick up. Quick up. Yeah, it is a quick Looks up. Looks fast. It does. I feel like you would be. Yeah. Um, so we'll have Coach here. I'm yeah. guessing um, prominent Soon. among the topics will be the conversation around Miles Garrett yeah. and his health and, and what's going to happen with well, all that. or with According that to like? various reports, he is not in the facility today. He is not in the facility today. Okay. And according to uh, members of our local media, who I'm sure were no doubt briefed on this by our football team, Browns not expected to practice today due to injury. Joel Batonio, there is no concern that he will not play in the game. And then I will, that'll be a full stop there. Taven Bryan, Jadevian Clowney, Miles Garrett, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, mm. and Denzel Ward. Back ribs suffered when I don't know. It's not so great, a, Bob. No, this is, let me tell you something right now. This is not great. Let's go to hurricane coverage. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> the next, next level is three next. new people that I've never seen before walking through our office. It's on brand. Um, this is an offense that can play. That's correct. And that yeah. can score points. They're in the mid twenties every week. And Mariota hasn't even been great. And yes, six turnovers himself they have seven turnovers as a team and yet there are only two teams in the nfl that have scored 26 or more points in every game this one in philly us us that's right that's right yeah okay us and well there you go should get a lot of points in bet the over overs the falcons okay here's coach at the podium to him he's staying home today resting but we'll see him tomorrow morning uh but again uh grateful he's okay on Atlanta, you know, good team coming off a big victory in Seattle. That's a very, very difficult place to play. And then to go get a win, I thought it was very impressive by their group. Um, and even this whole season, they've played in some very, very close games. So we, we know that we have our work cut out for us. We know it's going to have to be a 60-minute game with this team. Uh, I'm very impressed with Coach Smith and, and his whole group, uh, offense, defense, special teams. I think when you watch their offense, uh, it's very difficult to defend. They do a lot. They do it well. They have very big players. Uh, I was with Cordero Patterson. He's a very big uh, football player. He runs very, very hard, breaks tackles, uh, really good football player. Um, and then on the perimeter with Drake London and Kyle Pitts, a, a big physical football players, uh, active, uh, great ball skills, uh, very good rushing attack. So definitely have our work cut out for us. Defensively, it's a Dean Pease defense, which means – they do a lot and they do it well. They can max, uh, pr- they can max drop in the coverage. They can max blitz, uh, and they and they do it. They understand the defense. I think he's got speed at all levels. I've been very impressed 
watching his group running the ball. And then special teams, you got to be about your business. It's a it's a very good unit. Obviously, Cordero being a a, a threat there uh, as a kick returner. So bunch of good players on their team, very well coached. So we're going to have to have a very good week of practice uh, to head down to Atlanta. And with that, I'll take any questions. Um, personal contact with Miles. Have you talked to him? Yes. How's he doing? Yeah, uh, I think he's, he's doing okay. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm grateful that he's okay, and we'll see him in here tomorrow. I know you guys would always take the cautious approach with any player, but even more so given the, you know, given the accident and severity of injuries, those kinds of things. For, for whether or not you would consider playing him on Sunday. Yeah, I think I'm not ruling anybody out on Wednesday. Uh, so we'll kind of do what we always do, which is take in information every single day. We'll see. Does trauma of going through an accident like that a factor in your decision? Yeah, I think you take everything uh, into account, Marla. Um, but I, I think like we do with, with anything, you have to, it's case-by-case -case basis uh, and, and really – I've spoken to him, but get to have him in the building tomorrow and talk uh, more in depth. Kevin, I know it's only Wednesday, but do you begin the process assuming he won't play, or do you keep it just 100% in the middle? Yeah, I don't think you can do that. I think you just put your plan together. Did he need a further evaluation today the hospital? Is that why he's not here? No, just resting. A cautionary tale for your guys. I know you told them right before they left for the mini buy to be extra careful and take care of each other. Is this another example of be way more careful? Yeah, I think you want your players to be safe uh, in all aspects of life. That, that's that's no different than every day. Just messaging to our guys to be safe. Did you get any sense that the rest of the team was shaking at all? I mean, those, the pictures are scary. The videos are scary. No, I'd say Scott, just because it was the off day, you know, they, they were gone for the day, so I wasn't around them uh, on those days, so I can't speak to that. But uh, again, Miles is a, uh, uh, these guys are a teammate, you know, very important, so very grateful that he's okay. Today, is he closer to playing? Yeah, I, I really think it's take, take it day by day on, on all these guys, but JD in particular, I, I don't have a feel yet. Uh, as we get later in the week, I'll, I'll have a better feel. What have you seen get hurt? Notice him on the Yeah, just something has popped up, you know, but uh, just normal things for guys. I don't know that there's a specific play. I'm guessing he would be one of the guys called upon if Miles and or Jadavian can't go. Yeah, I think we've talked about Alex a, a bunch, and I've been consistent with what I say about him because he's been consistent with what he's done. He's, he's done a nice job when he's in there uh, going – all the way back to the spring uh, when he got reps as a young player. Uh, everything was new and, and continues to be new for young players, but I, I think he's growing uh, in his role. And besides Alex and Isaiah, obviously you guys have Isaac, who's kind of been back and forth these this last month and a half or so. Just what have you guys seen from, from him as he's been kind of on this unconventional path here? Yeah, I think that happens a lot, actually, with the roster rules and, and how they're written. Um, Sometimes you're up on the 53, sometimes you're a practice squad elevation, and then as rosters shake out and you have injuries, guys end up playing a bunch of football. So he was a guy that we felt may end up playing a lot of football for us and, and, and feel comfortable with him. He's, he's played a, a ton of ball. Uh, he's a physical football player, very smart, so uh, happy with uh, Isaac. Atlanta's RPO offense, does that, how does that affect the defensive line? Yeah, I mean, I think their offense, Tony, really affects all three levels of the defense, not just the defensive line. Uh, 
to your point, they have a quarterback that's very, very adept at the zone read game. Uh, he's been doing it all the way back through college and, and the pros. So he can definitely make you pay from the pocket throwing the ball. He can make you pay in the zone read keeping the ball. Uh, they have designed keepers and those type of things. So uh, he, he fits with what they're doing. I think they're doing a nice job utilizing his skill set. Does he rule out anybody um, on that injury report? No. And how difficult on a Wednesday when I think it's five defensive starters aren't going to be out there? Yeah, that's, again, I think that's kind of the nature of the NFL. I think you look around the league, everybody's dealing with injuries in some form or fashion. So it's nothing new. With, you know, being with Cordero up in Minnesota, are you surprised at all that he, I'm being able to make that transition from receiver to running back in the way he's thrived in that role? Not surprised because I've seen him do it. Um, I think he's an unbelievable football player. I think he's a great person also, which probably is most important. But uh, he's just with the ball in his hands, he's special. Uh, when we had him as a, as a young player, he was a receiver and then kind of transitioned him into a role where we gave it to him very similar to – uh, we had Percy Harvin before Cordero, so we kind of used Cordero in that role and gave him the ball. And, uh, he, you know, he's just a special player. Coach O'Shea had him in New England. So a lot of familiarity with uh, Cordero, but uh, unbelievable football player. So successful in college, and we've seen it have success at the NFL. There was a lot of conversation a few years ago whether it could translate, and I think it kind of has translated. What makes it so difficult? Uh, to defend, even at this level where the players are bigger and faster and stronger? Yeah, I think there's a lot of offense. I mean, in, in particular, Atlanta, they, they run a, a lot of offense. It's not They're not running one style of offense. They're doing a really nice job of implementing different attacks. So uh, whatever you want to call that element of it, whether it's the zone read or, or whatever, uh, it, it's got a lot of nuance. Um, I think they have good football players. I, I think they're doing a nice job of uh, – running plays that give defenses trouble and, and some plays uh, give certain schemes trouble so they've evolved in what they're doing week to week. Kevin, it looks like they stand their ed ends a lot and almost sometimes it looks like a pseudo free court. Obviously you guys like running the outside zone. Is that potential advantage when the guys are in the hand of the drum? I mean, they play every front. I think they do have a base odd front where they have stand-up players, uh, but they can jump into any front really at, at any moment. Uh, which makes you be very, very diligent about your plan and, and what you, how you teach it and, and those type of things because you really could see any front from this team. But uh, fortunately, really through this season, we've seen a lot of different fronts from people. With the, the two days against Philly, uh, pretty good practice for this opponent. Yeah. Uh, defense no? I, I th yes, I mean, I think those were uh, valuable days for us. Uh, I don't know that I'd say Philly and Atlanta are super similar. Uh, I, I think the nice part with what Coach Smith is doing down, down there, he, he had uh, some really good offenses down in Tennessee with a power run attack, a, a keepers and, and play action. And now he's been able to evolve uh, with a quarterback that's very mobile, uh, some big players on the perimeter. Uh, obviously with Cordero, some of their other running backs. So I just see an evolution of, of an offense, but I, I wouldn't necessarily compare them to one team or the other. It's, what challenges does it present when he lines up wide? And do you have to make a choice then? Do you treat him like a receiver versus a tight end? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because you, you kind of, if you treat him as a receiver, you're, you're getting smaller. You treat him as, as a tight end, you're getting bigger, and, and he can line up everywhere. And you don't know 
per play where he's going to line up. So that's the beauty of having versatile football players. And uh, he's a really good one. Uh, I think everybody sees the tape, sees what kind of special talent he is. Yeah, but it's only three games, but right now you have more rushing yards and passing yards on offense. Are you cool with that, or do you think you need more passing yards over the long haul? I, I don't care. Uh, you know, wins and losses. The stat about Jed Wills having the second best pass rush win rate on a good side of things. What have you seen from him this year? I know health is, is one thing he talked about a lot. Yeah, know. I think that's a good place to start, Matt, is, is Jed's health. And when he's been healthy, he plays at a pretty high level. Uh, so I would agree we're seeing uh, his pass uh, protection has been very strong. Uh, he's going to continue to be challenged uh, by some of these elite rushers that teams have. He's going to be challenged this week. So uh, continuing to stay healthy, uh, obviously, is not important, but uh, also continuing to grow and getting better in his technique is important, too. Do you feel like he might even be cutting better than he did a year ago? It just seems like he's kind of jump cutting and sliding past guys when you get up. Yeah, it's hard for me to set, to compare him year to year. I, I do think he's playing at a high level. He's seeing it clearly. Uh, he's he's feeling healthy. Um, I think he has a good feel for our run schemes. I think we have a good feel for him as a runner. But uh, he's definitely playing playing at a high level. With Dean P still going at it after all these years. He's awesome. Uh, he's great. He, I've uh, I don't know Coach P's real well. I've talked to him before games, but uh, having coached against him he presents all sorts of challenges we have a lot of coaches on staff that know him uh from over the years and uh he, he's a really really good football coach all right there's coach Stefanski at the podium here on a first friday as we kick things off a lot of wait and see on a lot of things yeah and some pretty prominent things again this is a good offense folks this is a good offense of the of the atlanta falcons we'll meet the falcons as the day goes on but i mean this is this is the number nine scoring offense. This is the number five rushing offense. They've got two big, big, and I mean literally huge human beings that are very effective mm -hmm. in the pass game, and Kyle Pitts and uh, Drake London. Like, they're, they've scored 26, 27, 27, and they've turned it over seven times. That's yeah. what's stunning to me is they've turned the ball over. They've turned the ball over, you know, the tied for the fourth most in the league, and yet they're still able to score. They have one of the best first down yards per game on first down averages in the league at second best they have the second best epa per play as an offense behind only the bills in the nfl as yeah. an offense so this is a very good good team this will be a very big test and then you talk about a defense right now miles garrett question mark taven bryan question mark judevian Clowney question mark anthony walker out jeremiah wusu koromoa question mark and now denzel ward question mark i mean you're talking about principal players at all three levels of your defense that are question marks for this game. Where did the Denzel thing come from? I mean, that's third. We played Thursday. I mean, how he recovered the touchdown on the last play. Right. How does that happen over the course of a weekend? Because and he we didn't had, miss. When did we practice? We practiced on Monday. Walked you a light on Monday. That's that wouldn't have happened there. He's not going to get hit in practice on Monday. I wouldn't have thought so. I, I don't know. Strange. It's it's very odd. Yeah. It is one of those things that is it's it's peculiar and it is I would imagine it's frustrating right uh, certainly for 
this coaching staff and for this defense, but hopefully in the case of Denzel, that it's not anything that's actually serious and that he'll be able to go for the game. And it's just a precautionary practice thing. And, and my sense with the Denzel one is that he will be able to go in the game. Uh, what we don't know is about Clowney, about Taven Bryan, and about Miles and JOK. And J-O-K. I do feel that Denzel will be, he'll be out there. All right, so that's where you stand. Lots more to react to here as we get things running. Browns fans, catch the Kevin Stefanski Show with G- Z and Gerard. That's Thursday night, 7 to 8, at Slim and Chubby's on Prospect Road in Strongsville. Meet Browns kicker Cade York. Check out Thursday Night Football as the guys get you ready for Sunday's game against the Falcons. A lot of fun here ahead for Don't you. Don't you miss that? Program. Don't you miss being a part of those? You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. My good friends, the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bath into a custom bath for a spa-like experience? Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler experts. They're factory trained. They do it right. They do it once. They do it in about a day. You give them a call right now. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. Just an enormous selection of bath projects for you to choose from. They're all made here in America. You're talking about superior products with expert installers at the Bath Authority. It's a win-win for you at 216-220-8399. Um, as uh, you hear, we heard a little bit about what Coach had to say there. This was a statement from Andrew Barry regarding Miles Garrett yesterday. Quote, first and, for- and most importantly, we're thankful that Miles, his passenger, and other parties were seriously injured in the single car accident yesterday. After medical evaluation today, this is from yesterday, of course, our team doctors at UH have concluded that Miles has sustained a shoulder sprain, bicep strain, minor lacerations, as well as some bumps and bruises to various other body parts. Miles didn't suffer any fractures and also cleared concussion protocol. Currently, our focus is providing Miles the medical care needed for him to return to football activity. Although we hope to have him back soon, his availability for Sunday's game in Atlanta will be evaluated by team doctors throughout the week. Um, what a job out of those who are on the scene quick. Um, it's incredible. Stunning. The whole thing is incredible that he's okay, I can't believe it. that the passenger is okay, and that it was all handled so quickly, and, and yes, that he was able to get care right away. And, yeah, it was just well done by all involved and, and thank goodness he's okay because those pictures are they're stunning. nuts yeah. and the when you see the video that's that made its way around of the officer cam uh approaching miles and you see it almost feels like a movie scene from the standpoint of he's just he's sitting there like relatively okay and you see the wreckage behind behind him. Surreal. and then he just gets up and with help walks to the ambulance and you're like <laughs> we've come a long way in car safety to be able for that to be the case especially for a Porsche like those were those boxsters and the 911s they were awesome so cars was, but they were not that's turbo s i mean that thing must But just, it wasn't a big no. safe car no and for no. that to withstand that it's basically like you're in a real race car yeah with roll bars and the whole deal the whole bit my mom really liked that point you made yesterday she said that was she's like bo was really on that one with whatsapp 
that the, how far we've come with Carson. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Very good. Uh, so that was very good. We did have some roster moves yesterday. Jermaine Carter Jr., the linebacker, uh, and Curtis Weaver, who transformed his body back on the practice squad. Weave is back, which I'm sure the locker room is happy about. He's, he's a beloved figure there uh, in the locker room. And so, yeah, good to see that he is back. And um, uh, we'll see if we need him. You know, uh, Hopefully you have Clowney and, and Garrett. Right now you what, take one of them. Where are we with Jadevian? He was – it's at- I don't know. I saw him walking around the locker room he, without a limp. Looked good in that regard, but he's not yet participated at any level to my understanding in, in terms of the preparation for this week. Did he go field. out in the Jets he game? He did, yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's been- right after. It was a pass rush, and he kind of yeah. went to get Flacco on as he escaped the pocket to the right, and he just kind of – you could see he kind of turned his ankle going for Okay, him. all right. So and- you – and that's what it's been. Miles will be, who knows? We'll see how that goes as the week goes along. As you heard from Coach, he's not at the facility today. Yep. Uh, they'll ha- he'll just for rest. They'll take a look at him tomorrow. See what he's all about. Impossible for me to wrap my head around that. That that's that's in play. But I'm thankful that it is. Um, JOK, you saw the groin injury uh, suffered in the game against Pittsburgh. Yep. And down today, but Tate and Brian as well, hamstring injury okay, in that game with the hammy. So um, you're hopeful on that. And then Denzel, this is a new injury with this rib back whatever's going on there i don't think um, it's serious i think well that would be good i think he'll play that would be very good if that is the case um but i to your point and we're going to meet this falcons team in a second here um you this is just it's not as must winny as last week no yes but it's it well it's last week was the most important if you you know that's one you had to have. Division opponent had to okay, have it. Fine. This is two because we said three and one was critical yep. through the first so. four. So in that sense, it is a must win. Um, it's a very, very important game for this football team. I think the only reason I'm pulling, I'm taking from must win to really, really, really want to win is just the standpoint of some of the rest of the AFC has some trouble too. Uh, there's a lot of injuries. No doubt, now, but you let's can make take hay. advantage of it. Yeah, make some hay here and all of that. But uh, there are some, some outfits in this league this weekend that are playing true you lose and your season's done. That wouldn't be the case here, but it would sure be nice to get it done. And to do so, um, you know, with a defense that is going to be really hobbled as we sit here on a first Friday. Yeah, and hopefully as the week goes on, that defense gets healthier. But you've got to get pressure on Marcus Mariota. You have got to eliminate the time to get the ball down the field to Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And then you've got to be stout in the run game because Cordero Patterson has two games of over 120 yards rushing already this year. And coming off of a career-high 141 and a touchdown against Seattle. And if you watch that game, I mean, he was electric. Hopping over piles, running around, and had a good holes. Their line did a great job. They got a former Brown on that line last week. Colby Gossett got the start and played well for them. Uh, they got a pro bowler, left tackle, and Matthews uh, from that great family, uh, a football family. And they, they're kind of fun to watch. Like, I, I wish it were not true. This is by far the most fun offense that we have seen, like, by leaps and bounds. Yeah, the Jets have some flashes because they've got some fun players, and you know Wilson and Elijah Moore and Brees Hall and Corey Davis and stuff. But they, this team is is fun. It's going to look very familiar, I think, to a lot of Browns fans. A lot of pre-snap motion, a lot of multiple tight end sets. They have four tight ends on the active roster. They were all active against Seattle, um, so they're going to be doing a lot of stuff that we've seen. The difference is they'll run, they'll operate a lot of their offense out of the pistol at times, taking advantage of Marcus Mariota. He had over seventy yards rushing week one. Uh, but now is under 100 for the season, but two touchdowns rushing. He scored twice, so he's a threat once they get down in the oh, red yeah. zone. Um, it's a it's a, it's a, a full day, this offense. It, it is a full, full day, and really the, the turnovers are the one things that have, have limited them. They've hit big plays. They're sixth in the league in terms of big plays. Um, 
the only turnovers have hurt them. They're 24th in turnover differential. They've given away, they have a takeaway every single game, but they've got at least two giveaways every single game. And so for the Browns and the Stefanski era, when you get two takeaways, you win. Um, we're going to have to keep that rolling. But they played close games last year and did not win many of them. So far, here's the point spreads. One, they lose to New Orleans by one. To the Rams by four, they beat Seattle by four. I mean, they have not played a game outside of four points yet. They've covered or won every week. They're 3-0 and against the spread. Yeah. Their overs in their game are 3-0. and All three have gone over. All three of ours have gone over, which has been great for uh, us. And the Browns are 2-1 and against spread. Um, total in this one, do you know off the top of your head? I don't. I Take don't. a guess. Take a stab at it. Uh, 49 and a half. Exactly. Exactly. 49 and a half. Come on. 49 and a half. That's where's Bernie at? What a great answer, Bo. Yeah. Bravo. 49 and a half. That's huge. That's like the yeah. highest ones in the league are 52. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Normally they're I mean, expecting... our last couple have been in the low th high thirties. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It took them a while to adjust 10 points. Listen, we're the number they're in the mid twenties. We're in the mid twenties. That's the way that it's been. So Listen to this, Browns. Play the hits. Number five total offense, number six scoring offense, number one rushing offense, number six on third downs, fourth fewest sacks allowed, first in turnovers and giveaways, third in big plays, uh, and they are number one in time of possession, Browns offense. Yeah. Well, that's what it feels like. I mean, it's not been their fault. No. <laughs> by, by any means. No. All right, we'll meet the Falcons here in a second. One other thing I wanted to address. And I have, well, I have a story that I got to get. Oh, well, let's go. No, you, you have one more thing you want to No, just an observation. Get into it. All right. This is not the brochure for September, kids. It's a false early winner. This we're going to get, we're back next week. We're fine next this week. This is October. This is November. This is this November. Is, this is late October, November. This is Halloween. Yeah. 51, sideways rain. This is late October. Now, I didn't complain. Because most of September was good, but September's our month. We got to live in September. Normally, we're great. And we in were September. absolutely robbed of a week of this month. It's been like this for a week. Oh, it's dreadful. All right. Once we get in, the weekend's going to be 67, sunny. Next week, you're going to get 69, 68, 66, 66. And then you'll even hit on October the 11th, a nice 74 after a few days of like mid 60s and sunny. That's like 60s a month and sunny, I can, I can deal with. Well, that's where we should be. We should be low 70s. We really didn't have it. We went from the 80s to 60, and we missed the 70s. How's that uh, daily uh, youth football practice going? Canceled three. last night. Canceled last night for the six for Bootsy. Shame. Coming off of a big win. I mean, this is untenable for their age group. Oh, God, in the slop. In the slop. So it's slop. It was 51 and downpour. By the way, as much as I nailed that score on that, boy, did you. same with the canceling of the practice yesterday. Oh, you did. So have we that. have a league that decides primarily if you cancel or not. So I got to make a decision because I got to take not Black Cobra because I coach his team too. So we got to go to practice at 530. Bootsy's at six. So we've all go in or not. So at 10 after five yesterday, I'm like, it's pouring sideways. It's 51. I'm like, I'm canceling it. And there was just an email from the league saying, no, we're going to practice with the seven and eight-year-olds or six and seven-year-olds. So I'm like, no, we're not. I'm not. So I send the email, leave Bootsy at home. Five minutes into my ride into town, 15 minutes one way, I get the email from the guy running the league say, yeah, we're going to cancel practice. Had I waited for him, I would have had Bootsy with me in the car sitting and observing NBC's practice for an hour and a half, oh, which man. that would have been a debacle. Oh, God. Untenable. So I jumped it. These type of decisions, you got to be a man in the arena. That's right. Man or mouse, and yeah. you were the man. So we got it done. So we had 
We had an NBC practice last night that was it was actually okay. Is he still loving the NBC? Is it still having the effect that you desire? <laughs> it's not crazy about it. No, it's great. That's good. But that's the idea. That is the whole idea. That's the whole point. Yeah. So, um, two things. One, NFL says no change at this time for the Bucks' chief game scheduled in Tampa, but they'll monitor if the game is to be moved away, it will be played at the beautiful yeah, U.S. Yeah, Bank right. Stadium in Minnesota. That'll so be... there is no other option for a dome stadium in America this weekend on, to play on Sunday. That's the only one. Everybody else is because at home. they're in London. Right. Everybody else is in home is at home playing in domes. What about the Saints? Are they considered that too close? Because the Saints probably are also too in close. London. Probably too close. Yeah, probably and, too and, close. And by the way, I've seen a couple tweets of this. It's on Twitter. It must be true. Sure. Um, the Dolphins' plane has taken off for Cincinnati. I think they've landed. They were they, but they flew like literally. They flew through right the, next the, to the hurricane. Like yeah. literally, oh. like like. Yeah. They went right up the coast alongside the hurricane. Yeah. Wow. So today, well, yeah, but that that's a normal travel day, so they didn't have to expedite it any. No. And the Tampa group is down in Miami. Correct. Right? Their whole team's at, in Miami yes. practicing. Um, so Brady gets what he wants. He's, yeah, he's he in playing in Miami, Miami yep. so he's going to get his Miami vacation yeah. there. Um, yeah, Minneapolis. So that's – Because that – it is what it is. Well, where else I, – I thought, God, you'd want to go to Dallas, Houston, Atlanta. All of those teams are at home, obviously. We're, we're in Atlanta. Uh, Indy's at home. Detroit's at home. How do you? By the way, I guess I just, it's like a Super Bowl, and it is a re a rematch of a Super Bowl. Yeah, in that stadium, beautiful. I guess they don't have the infrastructure to do it in Miami. Or, or, or they just they're just actually, saying, let's get if it's that bad, let's just get out of here. Connor had mentioned it to me in reading something as we were preparing for the show that. The state of Florida doesn't want to pull resources for oh, a game sure. when they might need all hands on deck on the West Coast. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. perfect sense. So, it's just I, I I'm I'm more interested now as to the gate. Like, do you have to give everybody a refund? Like, how does that work? And do you just get the gate in Minneapolis? Like, how many people are going to the game in Minneapolis? You know. Well, it'll be a Chiefs home game. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Not exactly what Tampa signed up. Minneapolis for. is a hub. Yeah, Kansas City is has a, a more than capable airport. You're going to fly Kansas City direct to Minneapolis, and that's going to be a Kansas City home game, is what that's going to be because they're going to sell tickets. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people in Minnesota will go. I'd go watch Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady. Yeah, for as sure. A football I mean, fan, like, right? But I mean, it would be predominantly. I bet Chiefs will gobble those up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, do they just resell all those tickets, or do they? Do your I, tickets count in Minneapolis? Like, tickets you, would have to count Minneapolis. So if you could you get want there, them to. but yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a Tampa resident, you're not flying to Minneapolis well, to watch football. Maybe you're out of there until Friday, right? <laughs> so they're done. So I guess well, that's true. If you're out of there already, yeah, you're already out of. There. I mean, yeah, you're probably already out of there. So what, why not? Hey, let's. Most it's amazing. I lived there six years, and most of the people stay. It's crazy. Yeah, most stay. All right, can I hit you with a quick story? Yep. Eight o'clock this morning. All right. I leave the house, Arden and Bryce, on their way to school. Sure. 8.03. Okay. An Amazon package is dropped off at our house. Okay. Approximately 8.04. Okay. Miss K hears a sound outside. Okay. Doesn't think much of it. Just sounds like a bit loud bang. She's like, okay, whatever. About 8. 
I don't know, whenever she left for work, I had to drop the kids off. So maybe sometime after 8.30, she has left the house. I get a phone call. So our driveway light, light stand that's at the end of every yeah, driveway yeah, in our yeah. neighborhood, has been run over and knocked down. Completely knocked down. Oh, no. Yeah. There's tracks. We have obviously we're taking pictures of this now. Tire tracks leading from where the person who dropped off the Amazon package backed up and backed right into. Unfortunately, he didn't take out our mailbox, which would have been if he'd gone like two more feet or she would have taken out the mailbox. Knocks the pole over completely like it is. Oh, no. Why do they insist on backing those things in? That's the move now. They're doing that. I see that a lot. Like they'll back it in. I mean, it's a sizable. We're talking about a sizable oh, metal it's, pole. And it's gone. Gone. Toast. Decimated. Just oh, you're right near crushed. the And look, look at the tire track. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't on the road. Oh, no. He wasn't on the road for basically the entire driveway. Oh, no. Do you have like a ring situation where they, you can see the No, evidence? but I mean, that's the only person that was there. Sure. Yeah, clearly. And they left. Like They're like, yeah, we're good. I'm good. That's I'll a pretty down the road. That's a pretty bold move, I feel like, to do that and then to flee the scene. Like, don't you just say, hey, this is what I did. Like, Amazon's a big company. They've contracted their drivers going everywhere at all times. I'm sure they have insurance crazy insurance. insurance yeah, and insurance, I'm sure they're not, yeah. you know, you don't want to make it a habit of doing this, but an innocent mistake, but at least whatever. So, no, fled. So, once so now we got the pictures, so I called Amazon. And How does that work? Got to like, talk to somebody. To? somebody like, I said, hey. Like a local distribu distributor? I have no idea who I talked to. you based on the me overhearing Zagura's conversation? Not from here. Oh, that's what I was curious. Initially, like, but then not. Nah. Then we got to somebody who was very nice. Tiffany, I believe was her name. Um, and at first the guy was like, she's with Amazon's leadership team. That's what it says. That's what that's her title. And so she was thanking How me. How big is that team? Give me, I, the, give me the human debt. I don't know. It's got to be a billion. Right, it's got a thousand Huge. people in the league. Well, the first, team. the first guy I talked 15, to, he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "Don't worry," like you know, he's like, "Unfortunately, this happens a lot. We have like a, a per process to handle this." And I'm like, yeah. "Okay, cool, okay, great, yep." Well, so let's get it like, going. He goes, "All right, um, I can't find a phone number to transfer you to the right department." So he goes, "Here, I'm going to tell you the process." And, nope, nope. I said, "No, no, no. Don't this isn't my fault. I'm not doing more work." I said, "I feel yep. like you guys should do the work." So fine, low. Guess what? Once you know. He was able to get me the right person. This woman helped me. I have a claim already. They've already like sent the the stuff to me. I filled out the whole thing. We got a police report, which has been sent to them as well. Uh, the photos and the whole deal. But like to me, I feel like the drivers could be in more trouble for not just saying it. You know what I mean? It's a lot. It's the old like to your kids. Like you're gonna be a lot. You're gonna be a lot more trouble with me if you lie about it than if you just because Amazon complain. knows who for sure was who they dropped know who that dropped package it off, off at your house for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. happened. Then there was nobody else the that came time it to or from no. my house. No, no, that's it. That's the list. So it's, over under on this being done in the next 18 months. I'm going to give you, I'm not going to be that. I've already filled out the claim and they say that I do think you're talking, you're looking at at least, at least 30 days before like everything's right again. Or like they will contact me. It says I filled out my thing. They are going to contact me within three business days. I believe that they will do that. And I think that it'll the be right company. by the end of the month. Okay. Before November 1, you'll have your light back. They're like, yeah, the get, and they want like an estimate. The over. I'm like, I'll I got no the estimate. The estimate. I'm not trying to. What do I know about? But Amazon's this great big company. Like, 
Yeah, but they got to have local guys overseeing. They have local guys overseeing all. They have to have local guys overseeing these the distribution on this stuff and the delivery. And there's a huge plant a mile from my house. What I think it? that's probably true of every house in the country. Feels like it now. Yeah. yeah, feels like that they have it all. They've cornered the market, so to speak. So when you watch the response those... when we had this conversation was, "I'm a loyal customer." I said, "Where has that gotten you?" No, I knew that was again. It got me nowhere with Frontier Airlines, and guess what? Not a customer anymore. Never again. Take that, Frontier. Never again. Could you not be a customer of Amazon? No, impossible. It's impossible now. Too far. It's too, far too easy. It's too easy, man. Like uh, my. Son needed some of these protein. He only drinks one particular brand of protein drink, these Orgain ones. Yep. Which, by the way, I'm going to tell him, hey, had you not demanded these last night and had them dropped yep. off by 8 o'clock the next morning, we still have a street light. Yep. Not really your fault, but you can, get those you can make the case. We picked those up for the boys oh, at Costco. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But he needed them. Oh, to, to, tomorrow. He, he needed, needed them tomorrow. Yeah, he needed it. That's amazing that that happened. Is that crazy, though? I just think it's the ambition on the backing up. But dude, like they used hey, to park in the street, and I think they probably got in trouble okay. for clogging streets. You saw that so picture. Trying to back up, he went fifty feet All on right, my lawn listen, before though, he ever hit the. As somebody, I understand, but as somebody who drove like semi trucks during harvest, sure, sure, sure. And if you haven't driven a V, ve- I don't know how big this delivery vehicle was. Sure, it's like, a sprinter it, was van. It a van, sure, a sprinter, a sprinter van, van, or if it was depending on how big it was. See, I'm guessing. Sure, it's you have van. got to. This is the, my my the the legendary Uncle Kel taught me, who I did most of the harvest work with. You've got to trust your mirrors. You've got to be able to use the mirrors and not have to. If you look, if you look you back, to, you can't you, see anything. You can't anyway. see anything. You and you can't stick your head out. You got to be able to trust your mirrors. With our car, you got to trust that camera because you can't see anything looking out. Well, the that's back true. At no all. chance. No chance. You have to use the camera. Like when I had back in the day, Gibbe would not remember back in the day when we had a, a car dealership sponsorship and when I got to tool around in a big pickup truck. Like even that, like. You got you got to be prepared backing up in something that's that big. Like it has been the good old days, just oh, slinging God. trucks to you guys. Oh God, it, they were. It was like, glorious. Yeah. It was awesome. So fun. Um, I didn't have one of those. Yeah, me that either. Was a Vic Carucci yeah. hookup. God bless him. Yeah, the Victor. He Victor knew how to get. I it bet done. he had some. He had some yeah. operations. There's no doubt he had. There was great operations. There was one year that if we made the playoffs, you were going to sit in the back of that. We're going to turn the back of the pickup into a hot tub, weren't we? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's going to be a party in the, in the hot tub. But anyway. That didn't happen. So no. I think you got 30 days on the resolution on this. Fine. I think the over – my big feeling would be if you don't – if you are having every, any hesitation about backing up a vehicle, don't. But how do you not know you're – like the dude was on the grass for a long time. Like, you know, on, maybe on he was phone, looking. Not paying attention. Probably that. The other thing could have happened is he could have been looking at the opposite mirror. Here's the other thing. And it's, it's not a crazy driveway. It does have a one turn in it, but it's not like this is like a long winding road. Yeah. But sometimes I say, just come on, hop it up there, hoof it up. Yeah. Get, yeah. get some steps in, and then you don't have to worry about these. They have to worry things. about it. I think the uh, I, my guess is the directive is they want them backing in because they used to just park in the streets. Yeah. And so people complained about that. So now I think they want them pulling into driveways, and I think that's what's. I think you way. back into the driveway though. I think you always want to back in, drive out. For sure, if you're capable. Well, if you're not capable of backing in, you're not capable of backing out. I just clearly I agreed, but I think that you have on at least on the way in, you've already traversed the territory. So you should just do the opposite. Do the opposite. No, not it's not it's not what happened. Uh, my, thank goodness for house manager Nana. She was on the scene right there. God, of course she was. She was so talking formidable. to the neighbors. Oh yeah, she had a whole yeah. Oh yeah, she was on because it happened to the like the people across the street. And then, so at first, my first thought was like, is this like some vandalism that's going on? Like in our neighborhood, yeah. where like somebody, some kids are out there being like, oh, let's knock over people. This is really fun. Like Ronnie and uh, 
What's the one with the uh, Can't Buy Me Love? Where they're hitting. Oh, yeah. Ronnie. Crap in people's houses. Can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. What a terrible display. Like, or he's like, your friend. Oh, man. Why did he go along with that? Because he had to do it to, like, prove that he was. No, he come was, on. Like, there's was, a limit. Of course. It's a bridge too far, man. It's a bridge too far. Man. Yeah, that was an intense scene. That really was. Yeah, that was a good they one. They really turned on Ronnie. As they should. Yeah. He got caught up, man. Tucson. And then he's doing, like, anteater dances. Yeah. That was Tucson yeah. High, wasn't it? Tucson it was. Where yeah. Danny went. Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah. We will meet the Falcons coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, coming soon to Ohio on ESPN 850 Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors, offering high-performance products that are durable, long-lasting, cost and energy-saving to transform the look and efficiency of your home. Get this done before winter. You know winter's coming. you got the concerns about your roof. They can help you there. Renew Home Exteriors, get a new roof installed. Seven to ten days, they can get it done. No money down. Payments as low as 96 bucks a month. You receive free gutter guards with your roof purchase as well. That is huge, especially as we go into fall with all of those leaves. Beautify your home. Premium siding, roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. And time to meet the 2022 Atlanta Falcons, a team that I thought at the outset of the season, I'm not still totally convinced, but I thought at the outset they were going to be one of those teams in the conversation for C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Uh, they're 1-2, and two, but they're better than 1-2. and two. Yeah, they could easily be 3-0. and oh. They could easily Sounds be 0-3. That part, not true for us, which yeah. is lovely to say. Uh, but, no, this is a fun football team. They uh, they just won 27-23 over Seattle on Sunday. Uh, Cordero Patterson, career high, 141 yards rushing and one touchdown. He was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Patterson's the only running back in the NFL who has two games of more than 120 yards rushing. He is number three in the NFL in rushing right now. Nick Chubb is number one. He is number one in the NFL in terms of yards per carry. He's averaging 6.2 yards a carry is Cordero Patterson. Again, this Crazy. guy was a receiver. He's been like 10 years. And now he's running for a thousand, going to run for a thousand yards as a thirty-two-year-old, six-two, two hundred and thirty-pound running back. It's a, it's also a, a, and I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about this dude's past, but it's a, it's a testament to be able to get through things. So he was a, he was a big-time kid coming in high school. He was known. He only played one year at Tennessee, okay. just the one. Uh, he had seven seventy-eight receiving and three hundred eight rushing. Okay. But there was enough there where you're talking about he's averaging 15 yards per play from scrimmage at Tennessee. He goes in the first round of Minnesota. Yeah. Bounces around. Nobody really knows what to do with him. Well, I mean, it's a, in his rookie year, he's pro bowler and first team all Correct. pro as a returner. Right, right. Um, but they still don't really know how to properly use him. And then to somehow in this age to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a feature back. We're number 84. Like the whole thing is crazy. It's insane. So he's got eight kick return touchdowns in his career. Um, this year, he's only returned one kick so far for 27 yards. So they only – it's basically like a special thing that they will do. It is not something that they will try to, you know, have him do often. Um, like his eight kick return touchdowns are most in the in the history of the league. Jeez. He is incredible. He's on the Hall of Fame. This is – here's what's nuts, folks. This guy, four-time Pro Bowler, 
four-time first-team All-Pro. Four-time. All as a kick returner. He's on the Hall of Fame All-2010s team as a returner. And in the year 2022, okay, he's averaging 100 yards rushing a game and 6.2 yards a carry. Dude, he's seven-time All-Pro. Four firsts, three seconds. Yes, he's an electric returner. Electric. Like, is he a Hoff? Maybe, especially if he all of a sudden at the end of his career decides to become a 1,000-yard rusher. So here's another fun one for you. Since the beginning of last season, the start of 2021, if I threw this stat at you, and obviously with the setup, you obviously know who it is. He is one of them. There are only four players in the entire NFL with 900 or more rushing yards and 500 or more receiving yards since the start of last season. Austin Eckler, Mm -hmm. Leonard Fournette, Najee Harris, and Corderell Patterson. You know that he has... He has – so I was, th- I was thinking about this from Devin Hester because Devin Hester is usually the one you think of when you think of best return guy of an era. Hester's only got four all-pros. He's three-time first team and one-time second. This guy's so, got seven. So he's be- – yes. Then Yes, he is a Hall of Famer. How about this? He has 920 yards rushing in his two years with Atlanta at beginning at the age of 30. He didn't really become a running back until 30 years old. Rushes for 618 and six touchdowns last year. He's already rushed 49 times. Last year ran for 150 the whole season. He's run 49 times in three games, 302 yards, two touchdowns. He had run for 1,017 yards in the prior eight seasons combined. And he's run for not even in a full – obviously in just 19 games, he's run for 920 and eight touchdowns on the ground. He's rushed for eight touchdowns prior to joining the Atlanta Falcons in his career. I mean, it's just, it's stupefying. It is. Last year was also the most receiving yards he ever had in a season. 548 playing running back for the Falcons. Now, he's only got four catches for 28 yards so far this year. That'll pick up as the season goes on, I have no doubt. But you're talking about somebody who their their top scrimmage yard season was his rookie year, 627 in Minnesota, then 501 in Minnesota. This is 2013-2014. Those add up to, by the way, those add up to 1,128 scrimmage yards. Those are his two best seasons. Last year, he had 1,166 hmm. at 30. At 31 now, he's got 330 in three games. So he's on pace for 17, 1,870 total yards this year. Like, it's one of the craziest stories in the NFL, period, that gets very little attention. Well, until we started discussing this, I wouldn't have known that it was to this level. I mean, I wouldn't. I knew it had made some All Pros. I wouldn't have had seven. I wouldn't have had four First Team All Pros, three Second Team All Pros. I would not have him for the most kick return yard touchdowns and return touchdowns in NFL history. By the way, he's tied with two guys that you and I both have a connection with: uh, Josh Cribbs yep. here, and then yep. Leon Washington, who I covered at Florida State when he was a running back yep. at FSU. I had no idea Leon, Leon had eight of those in his career. So those are the three guys that hold the record at this point for most return touchdowns. That's it's, wild. It's a crazy career. It's insane. It's really insane. And now he's a dominant running back, like who's third in the NFL in rushing. If you would have said who was going to be the top three in rushing, how many names would you have said after three weeks before you got to Cordero Patterson? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not, wild. Not. No, not at all. Yeah, so anyway, you've got him. 
He's good. You got Drake London at wide receiver, the rookie. He was the he was actually wasn't this is a joke with myself. He is actually the first receiver taken in the NFL draft this year. How about this? If Drake London has 50 or more yards on Sunday, he'd become just the sixth rookie in NFL history to reach that mark in each of his team's first four games. Here are the others. Obviously, there's a recency bias here, but boy, was there a big drought. Andre Johnson in 2003, Anquan Bolden in 2003, Jerry Judy in 2020, C.D. Lamb in 2020, Jamar Chase in 2021, and then Drake London now has a chance to do it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Here's another one, and we don't want this one to happen. Just another just crazy fact. Cordero Patterson rushed for 120 yards and a touchdown in two of the team's first three games. It's the first time that anybody's done that since Christian McCaffrey in 2017. If he does it on Sunday, he would become just the fourth player in NFL history to reach those marks in three of the team's first four games. The other people who have done it, Jim Brown, twice Hall of Famer. Yep, we know him. Earl Campbell, yep, Hall of Famer. Yep. Ahmad Rashad's groomsman, <laughs> Arenthal James Simpson, 1975. By the way, the last time that anybody did this ever yeah. was the year 1979, Earl Campbell. Jeez. So, like, he's doing – It's heady stuff, man. It's, it's wild. So, he's averaging 6.2. Mariota himself has 92 rushing and two touchdowns. He's thrown for 640 yards, three touchdowns, three picks – he has also lost three fumbles himself. Six turnovers just to Marcus Mariota. Leading receiver, London, 16 catches, 214, two touchdowns. Uh, Kyle Pitts, nine for 125. And then there's a fun little Kyle Pitts ditty I got for you here. So Kyle Pitts last week, he ended up with uh, eight targets, five catches, 87 yards against the Seahawks. Yep. That's more receptions and receiving yards in week ones and two combined. He had four catches for 38 yards after the first two games. Falcons, 4-0 when Kyle Pitts has 80 yards receiving in a game, 4-12 when he does not. Hmm. So I think we want to we yeah, want to want, want the under on that. Yeah, we want to contain him. They get quarterbacks sorted out. And who now, there's fun stuff Patterson, there. But like London, Pitts, remember Ridley's back next year. The three of them will be one of the most elite pass-catching trips. London's the real deal. I mean, you yep. watch him, he's the real deal. Their offense, they are absolutely not afraid to get you in one-on-one -on -one situations, take shots down the field. Their defense is all new. Nine of the 11 starters are new. The only guys that are back, Grady Jarrett, who's got two and a half sacks already. He's been a two-time Pro Bowler. And then A.J. Terrell, who was one of the best corners in the league last year. He's been brutal this year. He's given up a touchdown in every game so far this year. Yeah. But last year, he was second-team All-Pro, 16 passes, defense, three interceptions. He was great last year. 45, 7.5 rating when targeted, which was the best among all corners last year uh, in the NFL. This year, not the, the case, but... This is a team that has really just it, – it's all new starters. Some of them are new, you know, that were on the team, like their middle linebacker, Michael Walker, who's been very good for them. New starter was with the team last year, but they brought in a lot of guys on both sides of the ball to really kind of buttress this lineup, certainly their linebacker position in the secondary uh, and even up front. It, it's a new-look team, and their numbers aren't great. It's not a great defense. I will say that straight up. You watch them. Three, four, they do a lot of like amoeba where five dudes are standing up or six mm -hmm. guys are standing up and they're all walking around uh, with Dean Peace, who's got a lot of Ohio connections. Um, we can be, we can take advantage of their defense, obviously, but it's a good offense and it's a fun offense.
It's a fun offense to watch. Let's hope it's not on Sunday. Be no. part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the Brown season ticket member waitlist today. The best chance of securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. Coming up at the top of the hour, Bernie. That's a big win. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official printer partner of your Cleveland Browns. While you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM because we can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Let's head out on the hotline, the Twisted T hotline, in fact, for a visit with our good buddy, the legend, Bernie Kozar, joining us on the hotline. Now, last we talked, we were reliving the memories of Pittsburgh, and we can add another sweet memory to it uh, after Thursday night, my friend. Pretty comprehensive. I I just want to... You're an offensive savant, Bernie. When you see what Kevin Stefanski is doing the first three weeks with Jacoby Brissett, what do you like about it most? Wow. Good to be with you, Bo and Nathan. Absolutely good to be with you post a Browns W against our rival Steelers like that. So you're absolutely on point that I was fired up about watching what happened on on Thursday night this past uh, this past week on it and not only and again not not wanting to say this to be on the kevin stavansky or the jacoby Brissett bandwagon but what what we talked about last thursday at two o'clock in the afternoon uh was how thankful i was to be retired because i thought the hurricane force winds weren't down in florida but were circling around lake erie and coming in off the lake and to see see those winds and see those conditions and and Nathan me and you even you even joked with me about how how <laughs> calm it appeared at Berea then but I know when you got down to the stadium you saw what I was talking about with the wind and pregame and stuff and to see how Jacoby Brissett um, threw the ball Thursday night and granted as the game went on the wind did decrease and stuff but at eight o'clock, eight thirty, quarter to nine, last Thursday night, it was not optimal conditions to throw. And to see Jacoby Brissett and actually Mitchell Trubisky for that point too, really throw impeccably perfect spirals to be able to carve the rock through through those conditions on Thursday night was massively impressive. And then you add in uh, Coach Stefanski, and we've talked at length. Um, um, over the last couple of years of his creativity in the personnel groups in his motions and shifts and pre-snap alignments and stuff. And for, for him to really incorporate the running backs, the tight ends, the C chief and David Njoku um, um, really dominated in that game and to keep the, the, the vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So yeah, they've been having, Steelers been having issues offensively, but boy, defensively, that's a stout defense. And to see see the game plan, the um, uh, the masterful game plan of motions, shifts, personnel groups, 
that allowed Jacoby Brissett to get into the game and get our team in the game was 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 really artistic. It was. It was a thing of beauty, and part of the artistry came certainly in the passing game with Amari Cooper and with David Njoku. And I want to ask you from a quarterback's perspective, I felt like Kevin Stefanski did a couple of things that were very, very good in that game. One, schematically, he knew some of their rules and was able to formationally get Minka Fitzpatrick away from where the ball was going to be going. And then number two, the motion into empty. A lot of people complain about going empty, but when you have a team that plays man one and cover three predominantly, that motion is actually a great source of information from the quarterback. If a linebacker follows that running back all the way out, you know that it's going to be man. If they don't do that, at least the way that they played it, it's going to be zone. And I felt like that scheme against Pittsburgh gave Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback, so much information pre-snap that he had the answers to the test, and it felt like that aided his efficiency. What does a quarterback expert like yourself, Bernie Kozar, say about that? Well, I'm sitting here, Nathan, listening. That is like the master's program uh, coaching teaching point. And for the young listeners, young quarterbacks in particular out there, that's, abs- that's absolutely a, a, a true um, teaching and, and, and coaching point that, that absolutely is, is, is paramount to, to what's transpiring out there. Absolutely. And, and as you, you think about what Nick Chubb is able to do and what Kareem Hunt is able to do, Bernie, there are over 35 touches a game combined uh, the first three games. It's an incredible workload, but it feels very manageable because you have two of them that you can rely upon a little bit. Do you think it's – can you keep this up at this rate with the two of them? I, yes, I believe is the short answer. And again, not to, not that I'm Coach Stefanski's marketing agent, but the uh, and I've been one of the big guys who calls, and I love my old days of Ernest Biner and Kevin Mack in the backfield of heaven, the Kareem Hunts and Nick Chubbs in the backfield at the same time. But the way he's um, manipulating the workload, almost again like an, an artist knowing when to put guys in and keep guys fresh. And I don't believe he's overusing um, overusing the guys yet. And a tribute and a shout-out again to Coach Callahan and the offensive line because the holes that they're creating and, and the seams that they're creating is massively impressive. So to be able to almost get to the second level before you're taking hits, um, before you're taking some of the big hits, it absolutely, I think, helps on the workload part of it. But for right now, I really I really like the mix of, of game planning, of personnel groups, and utilization of the guys in the short run, and also with an eye on how that could materialize in the long run. And, God, I don't want to get ahead of myself in the first quarter of the year coming into week four, of the season, but you absolutely could see that there is no team that wants to play against a strong physical running game like this at any point in the season, let alone at the end of the year. So this is um, uh, this is something where I think Coach Stefanski also will be highly cognizant of the workload, like he has been um, up to this point in the year. All right, Bernie, take us in the mind of a quarterback the art of the quarterback sneak because Jacoby Brissett, I feel like is as good as anybody. He's 35 for 36 in his career. He is six for six this year, six first downs for the Browns via the quarterback sneak. And it almost feels like 
They just need to get nine yards on the first. They, they start off with first and nine rather than first and ten like everybody else because he is such a weapon in doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Again, Nathan, but spot on. Jacoby, I want to give him as a quarterback, as a quarterback guy, and a guy who loves to see the quarterback get in uh, his his dues in terms of the credit. He's he's absolutely with his size and his ability to get the feel, finding finding that ability to convert on on third down. And a shout out though again to Coach Callahan, our awesome guards and center, and when. Um, when Nick Harris slash J.C. Treader retired, uh, when Nick got hurt in the first preseason game, it looked it looked bad from an offensive line perspective. But what what they're able to do with our, our center and two guards and moving forward in conjunction with Jacoby Brissett, I don't think I'm going out a, out on a limb giving up any Browns information or any Browns game plan. But Nathan, I, I concur with you. Absolutely. If it's third and short, third and a half yard, fourth and a half yard, uh, what's resonating in my head is what Marty Schottenheimer, my my uh, great coach, used to say to me, championship teams can get a yard whenever they want them. And what Jacoby said, I did not have the art of a quarterback sneak down as good as he does. But between our our line and, and Jacoby, that's absolutely an ass that, that, that we're going to be able to get third and fourth down conversions on. Bertie, one of the things that I think is most remarkable about watching Jacoby play through these first three games is there aren't his misses don't miss in a way that's going to hurt the team, if that makes sense. He's very accurate. It's like he puts it only where his guy can catch it, and if he doesn't, you know, the ball falls to the ground. But not even that has happened that often. He's his his the layups are layups with him. So I, I guess what I'm curious about, and I'll acknowledge that I didn't have this. I didn't know that he was this accurate. I didn't know that he would. I didn't believe that he would be this good right out of the gates. Did you? Well, I I got I got to follow him being finishing my career with the Dolphins, being with my Miami roots. I got a good chance to follow him over the last couple of years with that. I thought again. I thought and knew knew of his ability to carve a spiral out. I knew of his ability to have good accuracy, but to have amazing accuracy. And again, to go back to the wind and conditions um, last Thursday night, to have accuracy, the ability to put the ball uh, under pressure situations in horribly uh, conditions to still maintain that that spiral, that accuracy, the ability to put that ball where only uh, only his guy could get it to where he has that ability to also get rack afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, he's absolutely playing at a level that's that that's impressive to watch. Bernie, when you've got a number one receiver like Amari Cooper, back-to-back games over 100 yards, first Browns player to do that since Josh Gordon in 2013, and you just watch the way that he runs those routes – uh, that's a quarterback's best friend. Uh, what have you seen from Amari and the connection that he's clearly built with Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, uh, Nathan, I almost was going to chime in halfway through your, your your question to say how gorgeous his route running is, how precise it is. His his quickness for a, a bigger, stockier, thicker receiver to have those quickness, those quickness steps, that ability to quickly separate from the defensive back, absolutely impressive. And one of the things I like for young uh, route runners out there, 
is the way Amari Cooper, when he's running his routes, they look a lot alike. He's pressing the technique. He's pressing the stem. He, whether it's an outbreaking route, a slant-breaking route, hooks, curls, the, the top of the stem, the release points, all look really similar. So he massively puts the defensive backs in a real precarious situation because so many of his routes look alike on the first few steps that defensive backs aren't capable of really getting tells of, of where they think he's going to end up going. And he's absolutely, that's absolutely getting helped out by Coach Stefanski and his personnel groups, motions and shifts. You saw how um, on, on Amari's touchdown inside slot, he's actually double covered um, outside technique by the corner and the safety was supposed to come off inside. The way Jacoby Brissett awesomely looked on the center of the field, looking off the, the, the one safety, and how Amari Cooper pressed the outside technique of, of the one cornerback covering him to make him antist- uh, to make him think he's going to go outside, and then the quickness to snap it right up the seam, and Jacoby to be able to put it right on him. I mean that that sense of timing. We're talking about just week three, the third game of the year, where just after the uh, after the first uh, regular season game, we were concerned that guys were rusty, didn't have enough time maybe together in preseason. Were they ever going to get that type of timing? Before the month of September is over, to see we have already obtained that sense of timing is an incredibly positive sign for us offensively and for a team right now. All right, let's talk about something near and dear to your heart, the U, the Chief, career-high nine catches. You know, we'd seen him do good work as a blocker the first two weeks, but we kind of unlocked him. And frankly, Bernie, I'd like to see more about it. How about you with the Chief, nine catches, 89 yards, and the touchdown against the Steelers? Um, I absolutely concur with you. And, Nathan, I love you even more because when you started out that question with, I'm going to talk to you about the U, I thought you were going to ask about the outcome of that game against No, the no, 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 no. This is a friendly thank friendly you. show. So, so thank you so much, my brothers, for taking <laughs> yes. it to the chief with nine catches on ten targets. And we were talking about this before the game. Last Thursday, and it wasn't just, and I, I think I said it, I'll try to paraphrase it about the same way, but I, I, we were talking about the Chief and maybe is the Steeler game his chance for a breakout game, and I wasn't sure about that with the conditions of the, the wind and how we were possibly going to be throwing. But I was saying, and it, it, and it wasn't covering for him, the tight end position is being known Primarily today, in the last few years, as a pass-catching uh, position. We're going to see this week against the Atlanta Falcons, Kyle Pitts, an awesome tight end. But he's a pass-catcher. Chief, is, I, I love him as a receiver down the field. Love what we saw what he did the other night. But David Njoku is dominant as a run blocker. And what we're doing, and Nathan tipped us all off last week about the ability to run off-tackle the belly plays, um, the six and eight hole runs that the Steelers are susceptible to with uh, Conklin coming back and our offensive line. And when you have a tight end that could stand up the outside linebacker, handle the defensive end on his own, and still catch passes, that's an amazing, amazing person to have. And to see him put all those pieces together on Thursday night was fantastic. 
We talked about it last week before the show. This felt like a breakout game, and it was. We yeah. talked to him about it with you. In fact, Bernie, we nailed that one. Hopefully the goodwill keeps coming. Thanks for your time, brother, as always. Thanks, guys. You matter. Go Browns. Three and one. Great. Let's go. <laughs> yes, three and one at the end. It's, usually it's just go Browns. You don't get a three and one at the end. I like that. I, I like, like it. That. Speak it into existence. That's right. If you will um, it, it is no dream. We were speaking about Jacoby Brissett and, and how great he has been through three games, trying to get it to a fourth uh, this Sunday in Atlanta. You'll hear from him coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams, guys. They can do it for you in about a day. You get that spa-like experience they can make it a reality for you. They can do it so much more cost-effective than the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. They're experts in factory train installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. Largest selection of bath projects all made in America. Your bathroom can go from outdated to outstanding in about a day. Acrylic tubs, they insulate, they keep the heat in. What a win. Tub to shower conversions, you need one of those. Superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com. And now let's go to the podium. Quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby, your thoughts on, on Miles Garrett being okay after kind of that scary situation? Earlier? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the main thing is that he's okay. Uh, and and uh, obviously our thoughts are with him. And, and uh, yeah, just just want him to be, be healthy. And, and yeah. Jacoby, you have a chance to talk to him yet? Yeah, I text him. Uh, he's doing fine, and uh, so yeah, just glad he's okay. Uh, tough, tough, uh, scary situation, uh, but uh, glad he made it out safe. As, as his teammate and as his friend, you know, what do you hope he kind of eases back in? Are you encouraging him to take his time, anything like that? Uh, not necessarily your call. Yeah, it's not my call. He's grown, so <laughs> I'm sure he'll make the right decision for himself. Uh, and uh, I think, in the grand scheme of life, the the, the best thing is that he's okay. Did you see the picture of the car? Isn't it, and if so, isn't it kind of mind-blowing? Yeah, it is, it is crazy, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, yeah, and I text him, I was like, man, it's just, just glad you're all right. I see a really good defense. Uh, Dean P's doing a really good job with those guys. Uh, got a lot of guys flying around, which, uh, you know, his style of defense that he loves that. Uh, a lot of guys making plays. Uh, I mean, a lot of their games have been close, so, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, yeah, we we got to play a, a full sixty-minute game because I mean they're coming, we're coming in there, and, and they understand that coming off a big win, it's it's going to be a sixty-minute football game, and, and uh, yeah, a lot a lot a lot of speed on that defense. Was Pease in New England when you were there? No, he wasn't. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> you guys always feel like there's there's more you can do, things you can clean up. Um, this unit has played really well through three games. What do you feel like is the next step? Uh, I mean. The reasons why we haven't scored on every drive has been us. It's been things that we haven't uh, and that we're still trying to kind of correct. Uh, and, and I think these guys understand that. Uh, I think the coaches understand that and, and the, the conscious effort and intentionality to, to go out there and make sure that you know, those things don't happen uh, because it all boils back, boils back to us and, and getting the, the small things corrected. What have you learned about Nick Chubb being around him every day? Uh, 
I'm glad he's around every day. <laughs> uh, you know, really, really good football player, hard worker, uh, great teammate. Um, uh, the things that you hear about him are true. You know, it's, uh, you know he's a guy that you want on your team. Uh, and, and to look back and see him, and, and you, it gives you a little comfort. I know you said the first game you got caught up watching one of his runs, but just seeing him every day and watching the film of him, um, like, is he a better runner than you even thought when you got here? Oh, for sure. Uh, I still get caught up watching some of the runs. Uh, and, and, and um, you know, the, the ability to do it for 60 minutes with him is, is crazy. Uh, and, uh, and you just see the type of player he is as the game goes on. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys that just wears on you. Do you feel like you guys found something offensively the last two games? Like after the opening game, everyone's overreacting externally and asking a bunch of questions. But the last two games, do you feel like that offensively you, you guys might have found a little something? Uh, I think we're figuring it out. Uh, it's still early in the season, uh, and, and we still got a lot of, I mean, questions for ourselves that we're answering. And um, uh, it's just finding ways to, like I always say, you know, score one more point than they do. Uh, but uh, as on, along on that journey, uh, yeah, we're figuring out what type of team we're going to want to be, uh, and um, and moving forward with that. Jacoby, the Browns are one of the few teams, not the only team, that has more rushing yards than passing yards. Are you okay with that? Some quarterbacks would not. I don't care. <laughs> Why not? It's working. Yeah, it's working. I mean, I mean, yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Jacoby, kind of along those lines, I mean, how, how fun is it when that running game really gets going? Oh, it's exciting. Uh, I mean, we under, we understand what 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 that opposes to the defense and and um, how it wears down the team uh, in the fourth quarter. And um, I mean, we got really good offensive line and we got really good backs and. Uh, We'll be a fool not to 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 run the ball uh, and, and make the defense uh, defend that part of our game. So um, I'm, I'm excited for the future of that and how we're going to continue to help it out. And um, so, yeah. Can, can you feel that energy in the Because I know those O-linemen love to run blockers. Do you feel that energy when that, that run uh, Definitely. Uh, I mean, you kind of feel it in the, not just the huddle, but like on the sideline. And um, I mean, yeah, teams know we're going to run the ball, and we still run the ball. So um, at some point, it, it shows the defeat sometimes uh, when we know we have them on the ropes. And uh, sometimes that's the blow that, that it takes uh, is another run. Uh, and then you might just look at the last game, and it was the pass to Amari. So, uh, I mean, however, however we got to get it done. Can a team get to the Super Bowl running the ball more than their passes? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so we'll see. Do you enjoy the like sort of turning back the clock on the NFL offense? Uh, I mean it's fun. I, like it's like I said, it's early in the season, but it's whatever we got to do to score one more point. Listen, I don't have an ego to where I want to go out there and try to be somebody that I'm not. I just go out there and try to play good fo football, play the best of my ability, be a good teammate, and um, all those things come with it. Um, you guys have been through a lot of adversity as a football team already this season. Can you, and, you know, the smiles thing is another thing. Um, I, I definitely think we have the right guys in this room uh, to deal with things uh, that happen. Uh, I think guys understand how uh, how fast this league works and, and the, the mindset of you know the next man up. Uh, and uh, so I just I just think that's the mindset. Uh, and I, I know that's what Kev preaches to us too. Kobe, you've had high completion percentage the last couple of games. It's a loaded question, but 
is it scheme? Or are you just seeing guys that are getting open? Like, it just seems like rarely they get a completion. Uh, very, very loaded question. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just the flow of the game. Uh, and it's just trying to play good football, you know, understanding what we're trying to do offensively. And, uh, and I just think things just happen like that. Do you feel like there was a couple games or a couple times the last couple games you're in that flow? Uh, for sure. I mean, just understanding the plan, uh, understanding what the defense is trying to do versus us. And uh, I think Kev and AVP and Drew have been doing a really good job of, of, of telling me the why uh, about our plan and, and uh, telling, telling me why we're calling plays here and, and things of that nature and then just sticking with our plan. I know you got you and A-Walk are real close. So how tough was the team go down and how's he doing? Yeah, it, it was very, very tough for me. I mean, obviously for this team, but uh, have a really good relationship with him. A uh, very good friend of mine. Uh, to the point where we're like related damn near. Uh, so it was sad, you know, I, I, uh, I was one of the, the first times in the game I really like jolted up because I got scared because I saw him, I never see him do that. And uh, he's doing fine, I mean, um, so looking forward to seeing him again. You and David Njoku really got it going uh, against the Steelers. I think the first seven throws to him, he was able to catch and, and turn into positive plays. Just what type of a weapon can he be for you? Uh, I mean, just, to 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 continue and, and you know that's got to be the standard, not just as far as like catches, but the style of production. Like, hey, we got we need good play, good football out of you. Uh, so just excited to build that relationship. Uh, uh, it was good to see him do some of those things in the game, uh, the things that we see in practice over and over again. So uh, just looking forward to building that relationship. I know you talk about just having to score one more point than the other team, um, but if you're missing some pieces on defense, does the mentality? Change it all on offense, the approach going into the game? Uh, no, because a win is one more point than they do, and it counts the same. You don't go in thinking, okay, we might need to score more this week because we're down no. a little bit. It's one more point than they do. Jacoby, I know you've talked about the Joel and Wyatt shirt after the game, but I guess as a quarterback for you, how important is it to you know, show that recognition for your O-line when you're playing? Uh, I, I mean, I should get royalties on that shirt, by the way. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it was, I mean, it's, I mean, you just get around these guys so much that they become, you know, a part of who you are and, and um, the relationship grows and things like that. And it was a cool shirt. I saw uh, Joe Thomas wear it and I was like, oh, I want one of those shirts. And, uh, and I thought it was a good time to, to, to wear it. I, was, I had it in my bag for the longest, so I was like, I might as well wear it now. You gonna get a Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt? I don't know. I, I saw some at a store. That I, I didn't want to spend any money at the time, but <laughs> next time. Have you figured out how to get Chubb to talk? He talks to me. I, th I just don't think he likes to talk to you guys. <laughs> He's, there's a lot to like, not just on the field, but off. Really cool dude. And uh, great to have him represent the organization here in the first, uh, first start of this season. As we go around the NFL, a couple of notes. Speaking of that Brown-Steelers game last week, drew a 5.4 rating and average audience of 11 million on Amazon Prime. Uh, of those numbers, 1.18 million viewers came from the local viewers uh in cleveland and pittsburgh that is stunning. outrageous that is crazy Six hundred thirty thousand people in cleveland five hundred fifty thousand in pittsburgh watched the game according to needleson it wasn't enough to match the previous weeks nor would it be chargers chiefs 6.4 rating 13 million viewers for 30 thursday night on amazon but the brown steelers matchup decimated everything else on television thursday no other program drew more than five and a half million well no of course not thursday's mlb i mean it's look this is where we are nfl Decent gap, college football. Decent gap, everything else. Everything else. Yep. It's not. It's not close. College games are doing nondescript college games at noon on Saturday are doing five million. Yep. 
Major League Baseball in primetime will do a million two. It's just, it's not the same. It's, it, this is a football country. Um, but I tell you what this has done is the, these numbers being delivered by Amazon, I think, are far bigger than what people were thinking and hoping for in year one. Um, I, I set it at 10.5, and, and I paid quite a bit of attention to the ratings. 10.5 for week one. They did 13.3, and in some estimates, up towards a 15. This one doing 11. Those are huge numbers. That's huge. NFL On a streaming only. NFL for is most, king, brother. Most of the country streaming only. The NFL is king. Yeah, it's not close. Um, Tua Tungabailoa planning to play tomorrow night against the Bengals after dealing with back soreness. When I looked at the Thursday schedule and I saw Bengals-Dolphins, I thought, eh, but boy, it's no, that's a lot. Be a fun game. It's awesome. Yeah. That's a great game. The Bengals are in the all-white. It's the an white elite Bengals game. Stripe. Oh, God, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. They did the field is in the white Bengals as well, the end zone and the midfield. It's just white and black. Uh, on the coverage there it's amazing how the little bit of orange really pops they have it like around the nike signs and that's about it but that tiny bit of orange really pops on it's those. gonna be those awesome. are gonna be gorgeous so yeah. i i wonder if the so then the dolphins they won't yeah they won't wear throwbacks for that game they'll probably just wear their traditional homes um i hope someday we could do a white one white hat yeah i'd like to I see a white lid I with a gray gray face mask i think it's school, coming i think it's coming old school look. yeah i think every once in a while it wouldn't be bad yeah, I think it's coming. I think it's on its way. Per ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, Sunday night's game between the Bucks and the Chiefs could possibly be relocated. Uh, we talked about that. Minneapolis is a possible location for that one. Um, you brought up the Saints. We were talking about this earlier. I just wonder if that's just still too close in the path. Yeah, it must be because it's the only other dome I could think of immediately off the top of my head because we knew they're playing Minnesota in London. Everything else is accountable. Yeah. Um, is there any juice for these London games? I saw they took the Good Morning Football. I don't know. They went London. there. Yeah, they're selling it hard on NFL Network. Yeah. But I think they carry the game, right? Isn't that why? Probably. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think these are the only games and then that triple header the weekend before Christmas on NFL Network. Yeah. But it's the only games else, they have, I yeah. Mean, now that they don't have Thursday night football. Yeah. I miss that pregame show, man. Bigly. Boy, speaking of, Irv is on a heater. Irv right now Irv is, is all out of his time. mind. He's all time. I can watch. I can't this get is enough. Peak Irv, even more than playmaker Irv to me. Oh my god! On our group chat, like I can't get enough. As soon as there's another piece of content that comes through, each one's better. When he's licking his fingers, how about the one I sent you and Hoff last night of him in the sun? Why is he sweating? I have no idea. He was sweating like crazy on first take too. Like he's <laughs> he, the playmaker. He is really, really on a just. It's a. It's cool to see. Where are his glasses? How about how he's like, I don't have them. I'm blind. I I'm can't blind. Drink. Yeah, I'm blind. I'm blind, baby. He, uh, <laughs> it's just like everything he's doing is gold right now. Why, why is it that, because both, he was, he originally comes out of playing his career and goes to ESPN. And then it didn't, like he was on the prime time and countdown, all that stuff. It kind of fizzled pretty quickly. Dion was on CBS. That's a great gig. That's one of Ugh, the prime the plum gigs. No. It is, is the most. Um, I think my hierarchy would be a a color commentator, like the A-list, next to Nance. And then the next best job is the studio job. It's CBS NFL today. That's it's it. Because of the pay, the work required, tremendous. I, that's You're basically where, responsible for coming up with a seven-second thing to say about every team. But if you're not that, even responsible for it. Somebody else will come up with it for you. There's nothing to even – it's just – It's all researched. It's all planned. It's rehearsed. It's yeah. done. And then you have to do some stuff at half times or highlights, and that's it. But not even all of them have to do that. No. No. 
that's where I'm calling it right now. I'm planting my flag. That's where I want to see it. That's where I want the Hoff. After he's inducted, I want him to be on NFL today. I feel like it's time for them to refresh that show a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like he'd be a perfect So who's on it now? Oh, they still have Sims and Boomer. And Cower. And Cower and Nate. Yeah, Nate gave it a nice jump when he sure, jumped on. Sure, but I think they could use another one The other more. three, a little stagnant. Yeah. yeah it's the been other like, three have been the constants, though, since Sims got pulled off of the Nance by Romo. Decades, dude. Well, other than Sims, he Sims, jumped right, in there when in, they pulled but, him off the A-team for Romo. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be a nice landing spot for Hoff. I'd oh like God. to see that. Elk Same. and Elk. Serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We go one-on-one with the Chief coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily. Very happy now to be joined by really the friend of the show, Browns tight end, the chief, David Njoku, coming off a career-high nine catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown in the big Browns win over the Steelers. First of all, how are you doing, man? How was the weekend? Getting to take a little time, kind of recharge early in the season, and get ready for a big showdown with the Falcons. Sure, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, but um, as a team and personally, it's time to get back to work. So our eyes are on the Falcons, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get after it today in practice and just, you know, let this momentum keep, keep going. Nine catches, career high. How did that feel to get those targets, to make those plays that you did, to get it nine times? I'm sure it's something you're like, let's do this a little more often. But that was an impressive game and a game that the Browns needed to win, and you delivered in a big way. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm just, you know, here to do my, my job, whatever that may entail. Um, Jacoby, everybody, you know, all, all around me, we have a great squad. So we got to just keep working, keep pushing, you know, keep fighting day in and day out. What's that connection like with Jacoby? It's really good. It's really good. Obviously, you saw um, this past th- Thursday night, um, our chemistry is, is getting better and better each day. And he's just a, a great leader. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad he, he's on our team. For you personally, and I know that you get all the praise here when you're blocking, and I think for it's easy for people to see when you catch nine passes, right, in 89. It's harder for people who maybe don't understand the game or understand your role in some of those pin pulls and the things that you do when you're blocking. You enjoy both, though, right? I sure do. What do you love about blocking? The aggression, I think, you know, um, just man versus man. You know, it's, it's a, a beautiful thing. The best thing ever invented was competition. So just, you know, getting after it, you know, helping my team on certain plays, you know, helping on my team as the end goal to win games, you know, it's, it's, it's what I'm here for. So a lot of people say, oh, the Browns, that's a, that's a wide zone team. Yeah, we do run the wide zone. We run inside zone. We run pin pull. We run power. We run a lot of things in this run scheme. In the pin pulls, often you're the person who seals the edge so that those guys can get around behind you and create those big runs on the outside. Is that something that is fun for you in the sense that the defense doesn't know really what we're doing in the run game, and so you have an opportunity sometimes to run a guy with you and other times to just turn on him, hold him there while they run around behind you? Yeah, for sure it's fun. It's, it's very fun. It's, it's, very, it's more fun seeing Nick, Kareem, um, really take off, you know, uh, for like, like a, a great rushing uh, down. So whatever I can do to help this team be successful is what I will do. Go back to week one, and I think a lot of people would say it was teaching tape. I believe it was Wyatt. It was James Hudson and you on Kareem's 24-yard touchdown where he goes untouched. Does that get you as excited as catching a touchdown? You don't get the chief slam typically after a block. Although you could do it. I mean, you could just go jump around for the fun of it. But does that get you as excited when you see something then you know that you played a role in an easy touchdown like that? Absolutely. You know, uh, during camp, you know, I've seen everybody really – 
commit and really sacrifice and you know um and suffer you know we we really did this together so it, it's a great feeling seeing the my, my family here you know my teammates have great plays you know uh from like our blocking you know it's, it's a, a great feeling all right let's go back to the fun stuff though catching the football going down the field scoring the football all of those things what is it like you know doing that on a thursday night under the lights against the Steelers, knowing it was a game that you know it was an important one coming off of what happened against the jets yeah that was great that was great um we uh we had a, a pretty good game obviously there's room to improve so we intend to do that this upcoming week against the falcons what do you like about the tight end screen game? Because I love it when you get that ball in a little bit of space and you get to start running. And you had one where you caught it wasn't a screen where you're rumbling, bumbling, stumbling, spinning around like a top down the field. But I think our tight end screen game is a pretty, it's a nice weapon. Yeah, for sure. I mean, whatever it takes to get the ball, I'm happy. You know, <laughs> as long as I get my hands on that ball, I'm happy. When that call comes in, are you always like, okay, all right, here we go? Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, I, I analyze the defense, see, you know, what they're doing, what they want to do, and I try to react to that. It felt like against the Steelers. This is a team you guys know well. It's a team that plays a lot of man one and cover three. It felt like you guys had a lot of the answers prior to the snap on what they were doing. Did you feel like that was a game where you guys really had a great plan and were able to come out and execute it? I felt like we were just dialed in. We were all focused, you know. Um, and like I said, that, that chemistry with just not only just tight end quarterback, but tight end running back, running back quarterback, running back receiver, Oh, the whole old lineman, you know, that's that's very important. And I felt like we had that and we were firing on all cylinders. Is it nice to go from that? Now you get another 3-4 team in the Atlanta Falcons and a team I'm sure you've watched right now. They've had a takeaway every week, but they've also given up quite a bit as a defense so far. Yeah, honestly speaking, the way I see it, it's all nameless great faces, man. At the end of the day, whoever's against us, we got to dominate. And that's just, it's, it's that simple. Going back down south, Nick Chubb was talking with him earlier from Georgia, from the state of Georgia. First time he's gotten to play in Atlanta. We're expecting some crazy things from Nick Chubb. I mean, the last time he played the Falcons, he had a 92-yard touchdown run. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we always expect great things from Nick Chubb. He's a, a, a very special, talent, talented player. So, um, yeah, like what, like what, like I said earlier, it's all nameless great races to me. It don't matter who was against us. We got to do our thing. Well, you certainly did do your thing. Looking for more work for you because, if, quite frankly, you go back to last year. If you get more than five targets in a game, you're pretty productive. Just a little secret there. Think about the Chargers. Think about this game that we just saw there. So hopefully more of that comes your way. You keep balling out there. Great to see you. Thanks for the time today, and good luck against Falcons. Thanks, Nate. Always. He's 26. Just turned. Yeah. He's a stud. Yeah. In year six, he's 26. He's a, he's a complete stud. And uh, I was glad to see him unlocked a little bit last week because I think you're going to see – when this offense is at its best, he's at his best. There's a correlation there between the two. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily. So much more to come right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Catch the Browns preview show tonight at 7, the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Amari Cooper in the voice of the Browns. Jim Donovan joined Ken and Gerard on the show tonight. Amari, that's a good get. Good job. Yeah. That. Very good job. Um, look, we've got Browns backers everywhere, but we obviously have a lot of them on that southwest coast of Florida. Um, so many Ohioans yeah, have places down there safe. or have retired down there. Yeah. And I know we have a lot of people who listen down there. Uh, be safe down there. These are – it's crazy. 
the images coming from southwest Florida, uh, that Fort Myers, Naples area. Every, I've only been down there twice, but the two times I've been down there, it feels like it's Ohio South. You just throw an OH, and you're going to get a billion IOs coming back your way. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's terrifying. That's scary stuff. scene. And yeah. it's, help, it's a helpless feeling when you're involved in it, and I can't imagine the people who are. Um, so our thoughts to those people as they get through it. Florida always bounces back from this stuff, but it's gets decimated. And that looks what could be in play down there yeah, today. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's first Friday. Make sure you act accordingly. Go ahead, Gibby. You have a quick thought. Working on getting the star Easy. of stars from Atlanta to uh, to join us. Oh tomorrow. God, bless you. Orlando. The Orlando. Oh, let's go. I love that guy. Orlando. Guy's the best. Fantastic. That would change my outlook on Thursday. Normally Thursdays are a tough sell after a first Friday. Not now. Not anymore. Not no anymore. Buckle up. <laughs> the next level coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.